Welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. This week, I am joined by a badass woman ultra runner that I just love seeing her wherever I see her at a race. It is just like a thrill just to see her and say hi. This gal is the real deal, and I'm sure you guys are going to love having her. So let's welcome in Wendy Murray. Wendy, you ready to go for a run? Oh, yeah, let's go. All right. Awesome. You're always ready to go for a run, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. So tell the listeners what you're doing as we're recording this. I'm actually walking. <laughs> walking. Exactly. So, see, that's that's what ultra runners do. But uh, so let's start with the boring stuff. Tell us a little bit about who Wendy is, what you do, your family, all that good stuff. And then we'll roll from there. All right. So I live in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And I am a sales and marketing director at the H2OBX Water Park. I have um, two children. I just graduated one, Caroline, from the University of Florida. And then I have a 15-year-old that goes to first flight here in the Outer Banks. And uh, my husband and a coon walker hound dog, Reese, who I would love to tell you was my pacer but she takes way too long to walk <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> she, so, just, she sniffs too much <laughs> have you lived in the outer banks for a long time so this is actually i guess my 14th season we uh i came from the hilton head area i grew up in urbana virginia which is three hours north of here and uh then spent some time in naples and hilton head and kind of just always loved to be near the coast and the water and um so then my travels brought me here and this has been a really great place to raise the family and get them through their educational years yeah pretty quiet place during the school year isn't it yeah i mean you know it's changed some um since you know with covid and different things i, I feel like the season has gotten smaller in fact this year i think we only had like two weeks of off season so, you know it's good i mean you to work in this industry you know you have to be amenable to this ebb and flow of on season and off season and you know not going out to eat during the on season and knowing where to stay away from and you know unfortunately we don't even go to the beach during during beach right. season it's, exactly. we're all working right yeah, you, you, you go to the beach while the while everybody's running swami shuffle right right <laughs> yeah that is my only time i want to be on the beach <laughs> exactly yeah because the rest of the time it's uh it's fairly packed i would yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about how did Wendy get started running? Oh, wow. Okay. So um, I guess I've kind of always been a recreational runner. I ran track in high school. Then I, when I went to Wake Forest, I was the manager of the cross country and track teams. And then I kind of dabbled in some marathon running on and off. But really, when we moved back here, my daughter was eight and she was in third grade and she got in with an after-school program called Go Far, so Go Out for a Run. I think it's a national program. And she just just fell in love with it. She had an amazing coach and mentor. and So she just wanted to run anything and everything. So we started, I think we ran like 23 races in a year. Wow. And that was all dictated by her. And so she really wanted to run a half. And they wouldn't let her hear the local one because of, you know, restrictions. And understandably so, she at the time was just 10 and 13 was the age limit. So she kind of fell off of the running thing because that just seemed like too long to wait. And she got went and played lacrosse and cheered and did other things. But at that point, I was pretty invested into the running community here. And um, so 
so I was, you know, in the running club. And so about that same time, I had a dear friend who went to college with who had brain cancer. And so I really wanted to somehow feel like I was in this journey with him. So I um, signed back up for team and training. I had done my first marathon with team and training in Alaska. So I signed up for the one in Raleigh so that I could train and raise money for him. And then he was going to be finished his treatment. All of our sweet mates and children and everybody would be there. So it was kind of a special thing. Well, unfortunately, um, we were all there. We celebrated him, but he, he was not there. So then I was like, gosh, I'm all trained. And I just feel like I need to do more. So I found the Virginia 24-Hour for Cancer. And this was really the first time I had any idea about fixed times events or about the ultra world. Had I known about this, I would have totally gotten Caroline into it when she was, you know, kind of desperately looking for something else to challenge her. And uh, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to sign up and do that. So I was like, you know, if I can go the whole 24 hours and maybe I can get 50 miles in, that just sounded like, you know, a, a big accomplishment. So we kind of all were like, okay, we'll just walk, we'll run, we'll do whatever we can do. None of us were really ultra runners. Like we didn't know. And so there's, you didn't have a clue what this was all about, but no, you're like, well, let's just go for it. Absolutely no clue. And, and it was really because of the, um, the can the team and train, the cancer component of it, you know? And, um, so I got 86 miles. And I oh was my like, gosh, your hey. first time. Well, that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my first time out. And I was like, and you know, I love George Nelson. And he, he spent a good lap with me in the middle of the night. And he was filling my brain with like three days at the fair and all this stuff. And I mean, I was just soaking it up. I'm like, I, I got to do all of this. Like, this just sounds so amazing. Like, I just. So that really is where it all started. And I just. And what year was that? I knew you were going to ask me that. I think, think that was 15. Okay. Yes. No, I'm sorry. That must have been 14 because I ran my first 100 in 15. Wow. So, yeah. So um, after that, I kind of um, train, started training for, to, you know, the 100Ks, the 50-mile 100K, kind of built up, did the training plan. I actually did do a plan, which is not something I really stick to anymore. <laughs> and um, it did graveyard at the time. It's now called Blackbeard, but it was the one here on the Outer Banks in yep. uh, in March of fifteen. So that was my first in person finish of a hundred mile race, the twenty twenty two Blackbeards. Very good. There's no doubt that running these miles is there's always going to be something thrown at you. Like yeah. On paper, it might be like, oh, yes, it's this flat 100 miles from here to here. It looks so super easy if you could ever call 100 miles easy. But these miles are, are never easy. No. There's times that I'm like, I'm never doing this again because of this one section, which, of course, is the all the telephone poles that yep. I counted between. And uh, and then, you know, but I quickly forget about it. And I'm like, okay, I love, let's go run it again. You know? <laughs> exactly. We're weird, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. So how... Can you estimate about how many ultras you've run since 2015? Um, I think it's around 75, like okay. actually over 26, um, 20, you know, over 26.2 miles. I think it's between 75 and 80 or so. Okay. Um, now, of course, that's including fixed time events. It's including 
some unique type of events that I did. And not all of them are going to be on ultra sign up or even on run sign up, but they were a competitive event, not just a training run. I've, I've done some of those as well, but yep. yeah. That is awesome. So favorite ultra of all time. <laughs> Do you have a favorite? Oh my gosh. So, you know, it, this is a tough one because I think that each type of ultra is unique and it serves its purpose. And so, you know, like my, I mean, I really love journey runs. I, you know, I've done Tar Heel, the 367 that did the coast of um, from Virginia to uh, North Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina line. I've done, you know, Vault States so across Tennessee. I've done coastal Georgia. I mean, I love that. I just love the freedom, the problem solving, the just convenience store to convenience store. I just, but, um, you know, it's, uh, you can't, you just can't from time training, all the different things, you know, you can't just always uh, do that. Yeah. I would um, love it if I so could the- do more journey <laughs> runs. I'm like, if I could fit in like three or four journey runs a year, my life would be fulfilled, but yeah, know, exactly. work gets and in I've the way. That. <laughs> like, I kind of always knew I loved the journey runs, but I've learned more over time that when I get finished one, like, I really feel that um, sense of accomplishment and that, you know, that just yearning in my, in my tummy of like, man, that, that just really, get, that was amazing. Like, you know, even though there's some of the hardest, but the six time events, I use those a lot for training. I very rarely use those as an A race. I'm almost always just using them for getting the miles in, testing gear, testing nutrition, sleep, which seems to be one of those things I just can't quite figure out. But I love watching the sunset and sunrise. So I actually prefer more than 24 hours. Like I, I actually prefer the, the multi-day. But in terms of probably my favorite ultra, I mean, I, I do love being out in the desert. I probably have to put bad water very high on my list yeah. Um, yeah. as, uh, you know, an accomplishment and just uh, just something that, I mean, it, it took me right to my limit. And I think... I think that's what we're kind of always trying to find is, you know, that that balance between the challenge and the accomplishment, knowing it's never a guarantee, knowing there's, you know, I don't ever take it for granted, not even a 50 miler, but there's a lot can happen. I, I love the, you know, typically I do a lot of these things solo, but like that particular race, the crew is everything. Yeah, and you know, I had an amazing crew, and I mean, they they kept me alive, plain and simple. Like I, I don't think for a moment that I could have got out there and done done that without them. And uh, so, you know, just a lot of special memories. Uh, yeah, for for all of the bad water events I've done, but that one in particular. Well, my favorite memory of you was uh, Cape Fear, and I think it was twenty one, and it was my first Cape Fear twenty four hour, and. You you had done that one a couple times, I believe. Well, I I actually did it. um, No, I don't remember twenty. Yeah, so I did it right after um, Badwater, and it was my first race back, and I got pretty dehydrated um, and had to end it earlier than than the twenty four. And so yeah, so twenty one. I had done it one other time. Right, and did you get a hundred miles in twenty one? 
I didn't. No. Okay. <laughs> you, you came close though, because I, did, I yeah. so here's here's my story, my Wendy Moore, Murray story that <laughs> is my all time favorite. So it was middle of the night. I want to say somewhere around two, three o'clock, and I was moving around our our cool little track and everything, and I don't even remember what happened but you know how you go up the 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 one little bitty rise and the road is right there i started yeah, to wander out in the road and and it felt like a yeah it does feel like a mountain by the end of it you're the one who pulled me on the back of my shirt and pulled me back and said no you're going on the road and so and and then you walked around to our van with me and you said maybe just sit down and take a little rest and you'll be okay but just kind of just close your eyes and everything will be okay and i took a little you know 10 minute nap and and that rescued the rest of my run and i ended up with 92 miles that day which is still my best 24 hours. So because God did not bless me with the speed button. So he blessed me with the button to be able to go round and round forever and ever, but not a, not a speed button. So, yeah, but that was my, my, that was my introduction to Wendy Murray is I just, I was just like, wow, you're just this little spark plug. That's always out there. Just going around. You're so encouraging to everybody. I, I, I think uh, every time I've seen you, Wendy, you've just got this spirit about you that you're just very, very encouraging. And you're just, you always have something good to say to people when you're on the run. Is this something that is just part of your nature or that you purposely try to develop? So I would say it, it is part of my nature. I'm a, I would think a pretty positive person, but I, I do believe and have seen it happen time and time again. You know, if you keep your spirits up, not only are you hopefully helping a fellow, uh, you know, runner, but it really does keep you out of the pain cave. It keeps you out of the, the lows. And I really do work hard to, if I feel myself going in a low, pull from my experience of things that pull me out of it. I mean, it can be a high five. It can be a wave to somebody. It can be talking to somebody because really, you know, your brain can't do really two things at one time. So if you're, if you're thinking about and getting yourself more and more worked up of, oh, I think I'll quit at this next, or I think I'll go take a nap, or I think I'll do this. If you do something else, your brain can't think about that, even if it's just for a split second. And how many times has that split second of, you know, coming into an aid station and someone giving you a high five changed your whole momentum? I've just seen that work time and time again for myself and for other runners. And so if I can provide that spark for somebody, then I'm obviously helping myself too. But I think as an ultra runner, we all want to see everybody out there succeed. So uh, whatever it does to help, in some cases, we'll even sacrifice our own race to make sure someone else's gets to the finish line or gets there in a healthy way. So um, that's why I'm out there. I just love being out there. I've never really. Yeah. I hope everybody gets that point because there is something magical that happens within yourself when you kind of take your eyes off of your own goal and go, you know, I'm going to help this person. And I can't tell you how many races, like my favorite race of all time was um, Antelope Butte uh, 50K, which is a few miles more than 50K because in Wyoming, we're not very good at measuring miles. So, um, but I was having a rotten race because we had all kinds of things go wrong as we were getting, you know, to the race and, you know, 
but just, I, I was wearing a knee brace at the time. I put it on upside down, couldn't figure out why you know, <laughs> nothing was working. And until, you know, I looked down and was like, oh, you're a goofball. And so I was literally at this point, you know, climbing this mountain and turning my knee brace around. And one of my friends who had never finished an ultra before was coming up the hill and really, really struggling bad. And so I said, you know what? I really wanted to bomb this race and, and kind of go for, you know, PR and everything. But I said, you know, I'm going to stick with Chelsea. And I just stuck with Chelsea the whole day. We laughed. We never even realized, you know, we're wading through rivers. We're climbing up some of the nastiest hills you've ever climbed up. <laughs> we crossed the, you know, crossed the finish line for her first ultra. And I literally pushed her across in front of me so that she didn't get DFL. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't want her to finish her first ultra and have it be a DFL. And I, it was my funnest race that yeah. I have run to this date because seeing her face as she finished her first ultra marathon and it was amazing. And so that's one of the things that gives me great joy is to go out and help mm-hmm. other people finish their first ultra. It's, it's one of the best feelings you can have. So what is up on Wendy's schedule this year? I know you've already done some badass things. So I work pretty much every day during the summer. So I have to take a little hiatus and then I'll start back in the fall but I don't know like I've um I've got I don't normally like to repeat things like there's a few races like Cape Fear that I will because the energy is awesome the race director the course I love it's you know local enough to drive to but I really love um like we talked about going places and exploring new places and so I'm really interested in the Cowboy 200, which is a... Oh, I uh, just read about that one. Okay, tell us about Cowboy 200, because I'm intrigued. So it is a point-to-point. It is a rail trail. And what really intrigues me about it is that you're literally... like, So there's no vehicular traffic at all. And you are going from town to town. And it's only its second year. And I I really tried to go last year. and um, But I followed it along. And, you know all these little towns come out to their like little community center or whatever is along the trail, but definitely kind of that quintessential all American type of experience. And they have a couple of um, sleep stations that, and I would be doing it without a crew. It would just be basically just, you know, lots of miles and point to point. And um, so it's kind of all the things that I, that I love, but it would be seeing a different part of the country doing it. So the only trick to that is it's a week after we close. So I won't have had any races leading up to it in order to get some good training in. So that's just the thing I got to figure out if, uh, you know, if I can be trained enough for it. Um, yeah, Cause that's September, and then right? It is. Yeah. So it was November last year and they had some really wicked weather. And really that honestly was a, a big deciding factor for me because I don't like the cold. I, would much prefer the heat. I, you know, I tried this winter, I ran in Charleston, I ran in um, Key West, I ran in Savannah. <laughs> I mean, I went, I went south. You were wherever it was warm, huh? So yeah, you're the opposite of me. I'm like, <laughs> heat and humidity hits and I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm taking time off. You know, when it gets really cold and nasty, that's my running. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are definitely the opposite. I mean, that honestly is one reason why I haven't signed up for Swami just because, you know, I've done all those miles and I've done them in different variations, but 
Um, you know, I know, I know what February on the Outer Banks feels like and all the beach running and that, but, but I, I'm sure I will, uh, my eventually yeah that. yeah you have to it's a hometown race i do love that i can kind of come out and be a support because you know and you are a great so supporter often... it was oh, <laughs> i when wendy when i came off the beach and you were there with james and josh and everybody it was <laughs> such a delight to see you and then when andrea and i met you at the bottom of bass night bridge it, you were just a burst of energy i was like okay i can finish this thing because yeah you're you're just so encouraging and you're you're amazing so yeah so i don't know if i want you to run it or just continue to be out there and support us you know what i think though like i was thinking about this when i was running blackbeard you know just a a month after that i hate that you guys don't get to go past the hatteras lighthouse and or the buxton lighthouse and go all the way to the end wouldn't um, that be awesome? Because so I, I love that ending. Double, yes. yeah. I paced a guy at Blackbeard's this year. And I'm like, dang, this is the fun part. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing you could do that it makes it like just an added adventure is to grab the ferry, go over to Ocracoke, run those 14 miles, and then turn around and come back. And then um, that's kind of a. I have never fun. been to Ocracoke, so I think that would absolutely be a blast. And you'd get a nice little rest break on the ferry on the way over. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's your nap. Pull up a part of the deck and take a nap. There you go. Exactly. I think we're going to have to put that bug in James's ear. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. You got it. So, possibly <laughs> cowboy this year, if you feel like you can do that. What, what are some other races that are on your radar? Oh, goodness. I have a whole spreadsheet. Do you really? <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah, that's awesome. I have all spreadsheet. I, I am signed up for Delirium. Um, I am signed up again for Henson Lake. Those two are kind of confirmed. I actually am on the wait list for Havelina, uh, okay. which um, and then I'm on the wait list for Tampa 100, which is a new 100 that is a point to point in Florida in November. And where so, is that? Is it literally um, in Tampa? In Tampa, yeah. It, I guess, goes through all the sights and sounds. Um, you know, I, I ran the Daytona 50 last year. I wouldn't necessarily run the 50 again because it's a little bit of an out and back, but the 100 is a point to point. So I, I have an interest in that. I am either going to sign up for Snowdrop 55 or go back to Across the Years, which I thought was a fantastic setup um, over New Year's. And I really want to get a 72 hour in. I, I missed that opportunity this year. So Somewhere in there, I want a, a 72 hour. So that, that kind of gets you to December. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So yeah, you want to come run long haul 100 down in Florida in uh, January? It's six 16.6 mile loops in a state park down there. My mom and dad want to crew me. So I was okay. like, all right, they live an hour away. I said, okay, you want to crew me? You're going to have to be up all night long. And uh, <laughs> here's here's the race you're going to crew me. So that's the race my mom and my 80 three-year-old mom and 82-year-old dad are going to be crewing me at, So, Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. I know yeah. you'll be so proud to see them at the finish. Oh yeah, I can't wait. So the 72-hour, I'm glad you mentioned the 72-hour because that's something that really intrigues me too. Like I'd looked at six days in the dome, but I just don't know if I want to run inside for six days. And so is across the years, is that is that in Arizona also? It is, yes. It's at, it's at a uh, baseball facility. It's a great setup. 
And one of the things I love about that is that you can actually rent a tent. They'll set it up for you. You know, when you're traveling to these things and you don't have any gear, you know, you kind of have to think about these things. You know, how logistically are you going to pull this off by yourself? So yep. um, I found that one to be just a fantastic setup. The food, everything is just really uh, top notch. There's actually one going on right now called um, Three Days at the Fair. Okay. Um, and that's another great one. It's in a fairground in Sussex, New Jersey. And okay. there is a six day option there. And then there's, you know, this uh, 72, 48. And um, I found that one to be just a, a really great community of setup. I, I love that one too. Um, okay. And this time of year, it's not so hot and humid yet that I would die. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So how do you prepare for these journey runs? I mean, what are, what are some things that you do to prepare for them? Well, I think, um, you know, initially, I think I did have more of a plan. But now I think that there's a couple of things. I think one is that, like, um, there's a little bit of memory foam uh, in my body that kind of knows, okay, this is what we're going to do. And, um, you know, as long as I've got my mind right, my body's going to do it. And I, I mean, I do typically do an ultra once every four to six weeks to kind of keep, keep that memory foam there. So I do not run hundred mile a week. I, uh, I think uh, that's maybe if I wanted to be more competitive, maybe that would be something that I should do. But like, I just love to run. I just love to be out there. I don't want to make it a job. I don't yeah. want to you know, take time away from my family. I already take a lot of time away just from the travel. And, um, so, you know, I'll go run in the mornings. I'll go this time of year. I can go run at lunch. You know, I'll do a long run on the weekends, but if I don't get it in, I don't stress over it. Like I just know it's all going to work out. Yeah. And that's a great way to approach the training at this point. I mean, it's once you've done a number of ultras, your body knows how to do them. So it's not like you've got to pound out 100 mile weeks. Like I, I watch a lot of people, you know, pounding out 100 mile weeks and I'm going, okay, are you having fun? And are you doing it injury free? Because for me, it's all about doing this without injury. I don't want to be pushing myself so hard that I'm nursing injuries all the time because then you're not accomplishing what it is that most of us are running for, which is not to podium. Most of us are running because it's just a joy to be out there and moving our bodies and seeing, you know, challenging ourselves to see how far can we go. So might as well do it without injury because I hate being sore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, I'm also, I really believe in recovery. So if I feel like I need more time, I take it. I, you know, I'm pretty good about trying to take up some salt baths, get a massage, a pedicure, whatever it might be that I need to try to get back out there. But I, yeah, I mean, knock on all the trees where, that I'm walking near right now. I mean, I, I have uh, been very fortunate, at least since 15, I've really not had a serious injury. I, I had one injury at, at, in Afton, Charleston 100 um, that was during the race itself. But that's, I, I feel very fortunate that, yeah. um, you know, my body recovers fairly well if I take care of it. Yeah. What's your go-to nutrition, Wendy? So um, I'm probably not the poster child for nutrition. I am a fairly picky eater as it is and definitely real food, but it's going to be mashed potatoes. It's going to be maybe some peanut butter and jelly squares, 
and it does depend on the type of race too. You know, if it's a straight hundred miler, then at some point, unfortunately, I just get to the point where I don't want to eat. Whereas if it's a journey run, then I can actually sit down and have a sandwich and, you know, know that I'm going to just walk a little bit to burn it off. And I need that energy. I'm trying to do better about getting protein in in the middle of the night because I, I feel like there's sometimes that I'm like just the Energizer Bunny and I can go all night and I don't need any caffeine and because I, I don't normally take any caffeine. And then there's other times that I really struggle. And I think I've pinpointed it on the protein. Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of experimenting a little bit with that, trying to get whether I get a little bit of some turkey, slices of turkey. I don't, I don't eat any red meat and I really don't eat a ton of chicken or turkey, but I'm trying to figure out what it is that is sometimes derailing that. And uh, I don't know if, if I, I, you know, you think you found the cure and then the next time it doesn't work. So go figure. There you go. Well, I will tell you that, you know, if you ever do Swami Shuffle, the Liberty gas station in Buxton has <laughs> gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches. Uh, they're, they're the best in the world. And I think everybody should run Swami Shuffle at least one time so that they can have and enjoy a grilled cheese sandwich from Liberty gas station on the way back. I'm going to remember that. The trick is to be going there when they're open. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Because on the way down, I did not. So <laughs> that's why I'm missed. saying on the way back, I paid very much attention to when they're open. <laughs> and they were the only thing that was available. Uh, yes. So if you them, you were kind of hungry. <laughs> yeah, you were kind of hungry for a long time. So, yeah. So Dollar Generals on Journey Runs, are they your friend? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Dollar Generals are the best. I mean, in Tennessee... I mean, we've bought everything from leggings because I was so sunburned that I had to umbrellas to, you know, a different shirt. I mean, oh, yes. And then they kind of know about us and they'll let us sit sit in the back and cool off and, you know, get a popsicle. And so, yeah, I'm a big fan. Roll your feet on ice like Andrea talked about, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Big fan of... uh, of Dollar General. <laughs> there you go. All right. So we'll start wrapping this up. This has been so much fun because you've got so much more to share. Here's, here's my thing. For those of you on the East Coast, I challenge you to think of a time that you have not seen Wendy Murray running in a race, either at Virginia 24, Cape Fear 24, dozens of 100-mile runs, just showing up to go do an ultra with Brian Burke just for the heck of it. What did he call that? The crazy ultra thing what was that yeah. called? i forget what he called that thing and it was like uh, you show up and it's like where did all these people come from and it's like all these famous people that you just love hanging around because they're just fun you know like wendy and andrea and ruthie and brian burke and just a whole crowd so you're just part of this very iconic part of the hampton roads down into the outer banks area and kind of into the raleigh area of runners that are just some of the best people you could ever hope to be around. What is it about the ultra running community that just keeps drawing you back, Wendy? You know, we are, I think part of it is that, you know, we all come from different, different backgrounds in our careers or um, our family units. I mean, whatever it is, but when we get in that space, 
um, we are truly ourselves and we are truly can disconnect from all that. We can unplug, we can really celebrate one another and celebrate the accomplishments. I, I just love the community and, um, you know, whether that be as a crew member, as, as an aid station helper, as a, as a runner, I definitely know that that's what keeps drawing me back. You know, I mean, I, I love to run with other people and those friends you mentioned and, and have those um, memories together. But I also don't mind going to a race by myself where I don't know anybody because when I leave there, I've got lots of new friends and they're very much like-minded and, you know, I can follow them and learn from them and um, celebrate their successes. I mean, I just finished up a race, by the way, which is a fantastic race. It is in Savannah at Lake Meyer. It was a 30-hour, but they do have um, 3, 6, 12, 24, and 30-hour. And I was I was committed to staying out until the very end. And um, there was only a few of us out there at the very end. And there was a girl, a woman, who had who finished her first 100-miler right at the 30-hour mark. Oh, my gosh, mark. that's awesome. And, and, I mean, it was so emotional. We were all crying. I mean, there was only, like, 10 of us, including the race director, her husband, me and like two other runners still there. And I mean, we all were just burst. I mean, we cheered her on and we burst into tears and gave hugs. I mean, you know, and it, that's just, uh, I mean, we all looked at each other. We're like, this is ultra. This is what it's all about. And there you so, go. yeah. <laughs> that sums it up right there. It, yeah, because it's the only thing I've ever done in my life. And I have played competitive sports and I have been in sales my entire life. Ultra running is the only thing in my entire life where I feel totally alive because I'm out there doing it with other people. And it's all about, it's not about I'm competing with you. It's that it's just me versus me, but I'm out there with people that I'm building these really strong friendships with where I know I can call somebody up and go, man, I need you. And people would show up in an instant. And that's what the ultra running community is all about and why it's so much fun and why we keep on going out to strange places like Cowboy 200. She got me intrigued. I'm actually thinking about this now. So, all right. So, yeah, if I end up at Cowboy 200, it's all your fault. All right. Let's talk logistics offline. You got it. You got it. So, all right. So take us out. You're talking to somebody and they really want to do their first ultra marathon what would you tell them would be the first thing they need to do? They need to sign up. They not, don't, they cannot question it. They can't try to think of the elephant being too big and how they're going to bite size it off. They just need to sign up, commit. And, you know, we are just regular. <laughs> we're just regular people. We're, you know, we're not superhuman. Like anybody can do this if they want to. And if they, if they want to commit, I mean, I'm not suggesting that someone go out the first time and not train at all, but, you know, get, get with the community, run some and understand that walking is okay. Yes. Gosh, I can't tell you how many people and how much time I have had to could take to convince somebody, Hey, it's okay. You are going to walk. It's part of the training rest. It's part of the you know process. Like it's it's part of the journey, and so I I think that so many people are are kind of afraid. Like they're interested, they're intrigued, they they think you're kind of crazy for doing it, but somewhere in the back of their head, like 
they're they're really interested. I do think a fixed time event is the best way to start it out because it's not too it's not too evasive. Like you can go and do what you can do that day, and you can kind of get some confidence that you didn't even know you had. Like I never thought I was going to get eighty six miles the first time I went out. Um, so I think you can kind of like just learn a lot. Um, but yes, I I just I I want to encourage everybody to just hit the hit the ultra sign up button, put that credit card in there because it's so much easier next time when you want to hit, hit a race and just, just go do it. You will just fall in love with it. Amen. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on living an ultra life.